Known as the Winter Resort of the South, Thomasville, Georgia has been luring people to enjoy fishing, hunting, socializing, golfing, horse racing, and biking since the late 1800s. Join us at the table as we discuss the beauty we found in the people, places, and landscape of Thomasville. I'm Lainey. And I'm Laura Beth. And we are Steel Magnolias. The strength of steel with the grace of a magnolia. We are here to have uplifting conversations about life in the South. And we've got plenty of room at our table. So pull up a chair. Welcome, y'all. We're just freshly back from a little jaunt. Well, it was actually not a little jaunt. It was a pretty long jaunt. Yeah, I don't want to go anywhere, honestly. I'm <laughs> in my sweatpants as we speak, and I would like to stay that way and stay local for a while. For we the drove, Christmas season. <laughs> I think we drove 1,300 miles, maybe 1,200. Okay. Round trip. We to went to our, Thomasville, Georgia. We did 24 hours, basically, in Thomasville, <laughs> Georgia. Now, I've wanted to visit Thomasville. I've heard of it through events magazines i don't know you know where i've mostly heard of it from what the bookstore called the bookshelf yes and they have a podcast that i've listened to so that's how i mostly know thomasville yeah if you have heard of the bookshelf annie b jones is the owner there and they have a podcast called from the front porch which is just a conversation they have weekly on books and small business and life in the south and it's produced by the bookshelf which is just yeah this cute a great cute, little, we'll, cute little we'll get to all the fun places we went yeah but that's how i mostly have known thomasville the bookshelf is kind of putting thomasville on the map Georgia. i'm not gonna lie yeah there's other thomasvilles true True. This is not the furniture North Carolina Thomasville. This is the good distinction. There. We were almost, we were probably 30 minutes from the Florida line. Yeah, we were really close to Tallahassee. So, in fact, we w- ran into some people that that's where they live. We ran into people because the reason we were there on this particular weekend and for such a short amount of time was because we went to work the event for Sean of the South, Sean Dietrich. He's an author we've had on the show before. And Uh, My husband and I have been booking shows for him and doing some event planning and different things for him. And so he has a new book out and the bookshelf we've already mentioned has been a great supporter of his from the beginning of his publishing career. And so that was a place he wanted to go do a book launch event. So we had a great show. Lots of people turned out from that area a lot of people drove in from alabama and all sorts of tallahassee florida tallahassee kind of that direction yeah he has shows that always tend to draw a crowd of people that you know drive and stay at night just to see him so it's a cute place to spend a night and or two or three um population of thomasville is about twenty thousand, and they have deemed themselves the city of roses and Which we saw we saw a lot of roses did you see i saw pink mostly yeah yeah that's mostly what i saw as well which was so beautiful and they even have an annual rose festival that dates back to 1922 wow it's always in april yeah in fact a couple of the bigger events they do is that rose festival in april and then they do a victorian christmas 
Oh, I know. In December. And and they've been doing it. Like, I think this is the 37th annual. Yeah. So this is. That's a fun. That would be a fun time to go as well. I thought this was great. So we have a similar festival here called Dickens of a Christmas, where everyone dresses up as Charles Dickens characters. I say everyone, not everyone dresses up. Not everyone. I've never dressed up. I've never dressed up. But it's very welcome and encouraged to do so. But, I mean, that's that's work. None of us really have anything that's even similar to that probably laying around our house, right? (laughs) You can't, like, it's not like an 80s costume. (laughs) You can just kind of come up with. Well, they have a Victorian Christmas closet. (gasps) Where you just go pick out. You can rent costumes. That's for both so um, men and women. And it, this is, I believe, at the Thomasville Visitor Center. It's $10. And I believe there's a... To 20- rent a costume? Yeah. And it's I believe there's a $25 deposit. Yeah. You do have to dry clean it, you know, and yeah. show your dry cleaning receipt and all that when you return it. That's but adorable. That's so worth it. That would be so fun. So yeah, Victorian Christmas is coming up this the weekend, pretty close to this episode coming out. So, yes, as we mentioned in our intro, this is the winter, was the winter resort of the South. Absolutely. Uh, This was, that really began in like late 1800s when Northerners would come down to Thomasville. I thought this was so intriguing for their health. Yes. I don't know. Did you read that? I did. I didn't know this going into the trip. And now having, looking back... Did you you see it everywhere? Well, no, I actually experienced this. I mentioned on the last episode that I've I've had bronchitis. I've been sick. That like so many people have had respiratory sorts of things lately, with sickness. And back in the late eighteen hundreds, breathing in that pine scented air helped cure pulmonary ailments. Did and you feel like you were better while you were there? I feel there? like I'm worse now that I'm back. How interesting. So I just thought I was just getting better when we were down there because like time was Uh helping me get better. I think I actually, the air helped me down there. Well, my goodness. Maybe it was the palm trees and the Spanish moss. That does wonders for the soul. It it certainly helped my heart. Yes. Well, that it's called the Red Hills region, this area. Yeah. And it's home to the largest percentage of bobwhite quail in the world. Whoa as well as several other threatened and endangered plant and animal species. It's also home to the largest natural stand of longleaf pine trees in the nation, which we, a couple of different times driving, we were like, is that a Christmas tree farm? We certainly said that. Because we saw so many pine trees growing close together, and it was, that's interesting, that was interesting to see. Wow. After getting back. Yeah. And uh, southwestern Georgia has been noted for its great quantity and variety of game. Mm-hmm. And so it makes sense that it would be America's quail hunting capital. Mm-hmm. And we saw lots of things that point to that. That's what I was going to say. Is okay. Hunting, hunting um, lodges and yep. places where you could buy a rifle. Or- yeah, we would walk into a shop. <laughs> And we'd be like, oh, love this. Doesn't Looks this like- remind you of such and such store? And but then, then we would kind of maybe maybe wake our way over to the other side or to the back. And I'm like, oh, no. It does this not has remind guns, us of this. And this is very different than the store this we were just comparing. hunting yeah. kind of a place. Yeah, it was funny that one of the shops we went in was almost like beautiful dinnerware 
And yet on the other side, <laughs> cleaning knives. And it's like, wow, this is a dichotomy for sure. In 2015, USA Today listed Thomasville as one of nine top sporting destinations in America. Wow. I didn't see that. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, a lot of times hunting, gaming, there can be a correlation with like economic status and the visitors back when this sort of was becoming a destination were more wealthy families and you know they did come to like I said get away and from Chicago New York yeah. cold weather but I just thought this was so interesting you know we're going to talk a little bit about um, a plantation a plantation that we got to visit but they're you know they were winter cottages, really, at the <laughs> Gosh, time, yes. uh, built during the 1880s. And a lot of these have been restored and, you know, revitalized. But some fun facts that I discovered were, were following the assassination of her husband, President John F. Kennedy, in November of 1963, Jacqueline Kennedy chose to stay on a Thomasville plantation. She arrived in February of 1964 and was the guest of Mrs. John Hay Whitney of Greenwood Plantation. Also thought it was cool that President Eisenhower visited Thomasville five times between 1952 and 1961. In 1956, he visited to rest after an illness and decided whether or not, and to decide whether or not to run for a second term. He also enjoyed some golfing while yes. there at the local Glen Arvin Country Club, one of the oldest American uh, golf courses. And the favorite of his. Yes. So yes. that's pretty That's yeah. pretty special. So, well, I was excited to read that Joanne Woodward was from Thomasville. Yeah. She was a wonderful actress and, and was also wife to the late Paul Newman. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I mean, and I'm sure there's others. Those were a few that they tell. Yeah, there was a couple of wonderful center. war heroes as well. Mm-hmm, U.S. Mm-hmm. Secretary of Defense Lloyd o- James Austin III, as well as Lieutenant Henry Flipper. So both of wow. them were military heroes. So well, Thomas my, Phil's on the map. It is. And my general takeaway was that, you know, the short amount of time we had there certainly was not enough. Absolutely So not. we have an appetizer for you all today because all we got to experience was an appetizer. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay. That actually just makes it sort, sort of more affirm, affirming to me that I was like, yep, I knew I was going to like it here. And this just affirms that. So. Well, it's a pretty, a pre, I mean, it's a pretty far haul for us, but I'd go again. It yeah. was really fun. Yeah. Well, accommodations wise, they really have, you know, a lot of hotel chains available there. Obviously some Airbnb options, but there's even a few of the plantations where you can stay. Yeah. Uh, as we were driving on a road um, to visit a plantation that is not available to stay you can tour it um we passed a place and larveth was like what was that what's south eden yeah well you can stay you can stay on that property it's also a wedding event venue but um there's options to stay there and then also myrtlewood plantation is a hunting and fishing uh venue i mean people go there for that purpose yeah and they had some very reasonable lodges Cool. For various size groups, you know, groups of eight or that kind of thing. And um, 
That's and then cool. we also thought the courtyard by the Marriott. I mean, it's very walkable. Yes. To downtown Thomasville. Yes. That'd be a fun place to stay. Yeah. In general, what surprised me about the downtown area of Thomasville was based on population, it was bigger than I thought it was going to be. Not in terms of people, in terms of shops, restaurants. The number of streets, streets that, that were... definitely were ones that you'd want to walk past. So it yeah. was their main, you know, their main street is Broad Street, but, you know, there lots were lots of, of offshoot streets that looked great. Yeah. And that surprised me. And so, yeah, definitely another reason why more time would have been helpful. But we got really good recommendations on food and shopping so we'll share we sure did a little bit of those but yeah i mean like you said to the accommodations point we stayed at a hampton inn so there's yeah there's all over the map in terms of places to stay even in a small town well thomasville has a great website that yeah. has some great resources even including self-guided tours on foot yeah and in the car i love when cities do that and there was also a Taste of Thomasville food tour that was available. Oh, that they had fun. some different fun options. One that I thought looked so adorable was for children. Really? I think it was only $20. And it was included, it included like, you know, pizza and a cookie and like oh, going to fun. some of the local places for that. But it also included them doing together the hunt for the lost quail. So no. did you see anything about this no. when in your no. in your research? Well, for over a century, all these, you know, quail hunting plantations have continued to prosper there in that area. Uh-huh. And so an artist came up with this fun quail hunt mm-hmm. to do downtown, like to keep kids engaged. So there's 18 bronze quail statues hidden high and low wow. in different locations. And so... It's kind of just a fun, adventurous scavenger hunt for children and adults alike. And the goal is to complete the hunt by locating all 18 quail. That's so fun. So I that, thought that was precious. That's the perfect, like, hey, we're you're, I'm dragging my kids along shopping with me. But guess what? You have a scavenger hunt you get to do right. while mommy's trying to <laughs> do some Christmas shopping. Or you send them on their own food tour <clears throat> to do it with others and yeah. you really get to go shop. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, depending on their age, put them with the tour That's guide. That's true. That's true. Well, one of the places that you'll definitely hear mentioned pretty much by every local is Jonah's Fish and Grits. It was a single church sermon about Jonah that sparked an idea which grew to become a restaurant. However, just like the prophet Jonah, the path that led to the creation of Jonah's Fish and Grits was neither straight nor easy. Today, the restaurant is thriving, offering something for everyone, rather it be sea or land lover. So everybody was talking to us about shrimp and grits at Jonah's, shrimp and grits at Jonah's. <laughs> so we didn't make it over there. That wasn't, we didn't have time for everything. But, but we did dine at Georgia's oldest restaurant. Yes, we did. 1916, I believe, is the year the Plaza came to be. The Plaza Restaurant and Oyster Bar. Now, this is, um, they have, like, basically, when we walked in, I thought it. I could only see the room with, like, the white linen cl- tablecloths, and it looked not formal formal, but it looked like a nicer restaurant. And, but then also on the other side, it's much more casual. Yes. You know, you could see the salad bar and, you know, there were tablecloths. And so you really do get to choose which side you want to sit on. And it's the same menu on both sides. That's right. And so they ask us and we chose casual, but yeah, we were dressed for either. <laughs> we had a good, 
a showing of different foods and cocktails that at our table our that night. Chose. That's right. I had some wonderful Greek chicken. The restaurant is Greek owned, and so you could see that flair absolutely in the menu items. You went with snapper. I had Greek snapper. Yeah, Greek snapper, and it was you said pretty good. Yeah, right. Yeah. Our friend Jamie, she had the scallops, which those looked good too. So good. And then I did not want the liver and onions no that that, sean chose no no. thank you no thank you um but yeah it was really 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 good and it just felt like you know old georgia we got tickled that they had a happy hour from 11 a.m to 6 p.m that's like a happy day (laughs) i thought i was reading it wrong or i was it was printed wrong but we asked our server and she said oh yeah it starts at 11 a.m every day another restaurant that was recommended to us Again, for shrimp and grits. It's called Sass, S-A-S-S, for the sweet. It's kind of Cajun, right? Yeah, Sweet and Savory Sisters, again, right downtown. And Down Home Cooking, that Uh, one sounded good too. That one would have been on my next one on the list, I think. We actually saw a lot of places that were oyster bars or had oysters on the menu. Yeah, everywhere oysters were touted. I'm not sure. sure where their oysters are coming from since there's a halt in Apalachicola until I think 2025. Yeah, so I don't know if all of our listeners even would know about that, but that uh, portion of the Gulf Coast area, they have basically told harvesters, no, you yeah, can't. You can't there's do a it shortage for a while. on oysters, and so there's just a full halt. So yeah, I don't know where and they're And that's getting. where a lot of them, in, even that come to Franklin, are were from. So yeah. oh, I don't, wow. I mean, yeah. Where there's oceans, there's oysters. There's just That's true. a matter of where they're pulling them from. That's so true. Well, my favorite meal, hands down, on the trip was from the Sweetgrass Dairy. Amen. <laughs> it was on our list. In fact, we were actually in the middle of saying you were. Wonder if we can find that Sweetgrass restaurant. It sounded pretty good. And we looked up and we were there. Well, there it is. <laughs> I mean, literally. So it's both a cheese shop. And a restaurant right there on Broad Street. If you think you've heard of Sweetgrass Dairy, you probably have because they sell their cheeses in fine cheese shops nationwide. Uh Though you can also order them on their website. Oh, I didn't know that. I looked at their website last night and oh my goodness. Really? So yes, you can order, you know, single cheeses. I believe with a $75 order, the shipping's free. Okay. And they also have gorgeous gift baskets. I mean, this, again, (laughs) seafood we wanted to take home. That's smelly and stinky and hard to travel with. Cheeses, almost just as difficult. Yeah. We didn't have a cooler. Maybe that was the Lord. Because we didn't (laughs) need to bring all that stuff back for the holidays. But also on their website, they have some delicious recipes using their cheeses. Oh, really? As well as food and beer wine pairings. Now, this was... I thought that was so fun. That makes sense. Because we saw every table except ours had a bottle of wine on it. One even (laughs) popped champagne. And we're talking, you know, 1230 on a Thursday. And I just thought that was so interesting, but clearly everybody's having a cheese board, which of course you think of wine or beer, you know, cocktails with a little cheese board oftentimes. So that 
is so fun that they tell you what to pair it with. Well, their restaurant had a lot of, I mean, this, the choices on the menu all looked beautiful. What would have been your second choice had you, we, we split the steak frites. Yeah. What would have been your second choice? And it was so good. What it was, was so good. And I had walked past seeing this girl's Brussels sprouts that looked so good. And that was my that favorite was thing, actually. Such a win. Not just roasted brussels sprouts it but was in this lemon vinaigrette with like some oregano in it yes it was perfection it was so delicious we were like, we i was wanna... trying to fish for the recipe I but i wasn't getting it <laughs> I heard you. so anyway that was wonderful my next thing well what came recommended was the pimento cheese burger hamburger yeah that's I what just i really wanted but oh, I didn't... it is no, I'm not saying I didn't want what we ordered. I'm just saying I wanted a lot of things. I wanted that cheese board. I wanted, you know, lots of the small plates and other things that I saw. I wanted a hamburger. I mean, yeah. there just wasn't enough. And af- actually, after trying that Brussels sprouts vinaigrette, a lot of the salads had homemade vinaigrettes and all their dipping sauces were mm-hmm. homemade. So I feel like they do vinaigrettes and sauces well. So That's I was thinking true. even just a salad with delicious cheese yes. and delicious vinaigrette yes, would have been a win. So good. So good. Yeah, I'd go back there two more times <laughs> on a weekend visit. I really would. It was delicious. And then this region is also known for pecans. Yes. And that was all over. You would see different um, places that had pecans mm-hmm. and pecan gifts yes so yes. uh the, the main ones that we saw i saw Shermer and collins okay um, those were like pecans names. Yeah. right yeah there's also a wg hamill pecans there in that area but yeah just think you know chocolate covered yeah white chocolate covered um yeah. whole pieces yeah yeah Cinnamon covered, yeah. candied pecans, like all these different varieties. And um, I love pecans so much. I do too. So much. And I was thinking, what a wonderful thing if we had had more time to really think through Christmas gifts. Cause I know. That kind of stuff is wonderful to give as host gifts. Or- oh, for sure. Because they're expensive and rightly so. I mean, it's a process to right. harvest pecans. So, yeah, I know. Man. <laughs> Time was just not on our side. We saw a lot of cotton growing, too, as we were driving down. We uh, not that that has to do with food, but I just thought that was, you know, an industry that seemed to be happening there. And mm-hmm. we've already mentioned oysters and seafood, but we saw Harper's Seafood, and that's where we were thinking, do we want to get a cooler? Do we want to take some of this stuff back? Yeah, because they had it fresh or frozen. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's just... Time. So far, and that's a long haul to wonder if your expensive seafood is going to make it, or maybe not expensive seafood, but you know, money that you're putting into a lot of seafood. So, well, that delicious meal we had was literally right across the street from the bookshelf, yes. which is the wonderful bookstore we mentioned. Yeah. So that was one of our main shopping destinations. It was. And I'm so glad we did get some time in there because it's a quite large independent bookstore. It is, yet somehow they have mastered that I never felt overwhelmed. overwhelmed. In any area of the bookstore, I felt like I could see everything, get a good grasp of what was going on. Yep. I appreciated it so much. Yeah. It was... I yeah. got inspired in fun ways and yeah 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 that's that's a good 
um, re- or point of reference to point out that like they had space, they didn't, but they didn't fill every it, inch of every it. Every inch of it, so like you a felt lot like of bookstores do <laughs> a lot. So yeah, it was organized so well, and then of course some you know little gifts. Oh my gosh, just I love bookstore gifts right at the door. <laughs> we were all like. Oh my gosh, this is so cute. Cute Christmas decorations, cute gift ideas for children. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that's just really special about this group is that whether it be via the podcast or via just, you know, familiarity with your own book interests, they have really great staff picks. And so you can even not just go in the store and see which staff is, you know, member is enjoying what book. But they do have a book subscription, which has really taken off. And I'm so excited and proud of them Um, since kind of the COVID time period. They've really increased their book subscriptions. And so you can subscribe to like Annie's book choices or, you know, and it breaks it down on their website. Because if like you like historical fiction, maybe you want to go with this person. If you're only a nonfiction, if you're, you know. Um, if you're open to anything and you want kind of a, you know, variety surprise each month. <laughs> so that would be something really fun if you were an yeah. avid reader to participate in. Maybe there's a lot of other bookstores that have that sort of, um, I don't know, small town bond, I guess, that they're uh, trying yeah. to create with yes. their customer, yes. but yet able to scale it to where they can actually ship out. I don't know. It was a really cool. Well, and I thought it was so adorable how they brought in, in the um, window, they had like the, the li- Santa's list and it was like all their customer customers. names. Was it all so. the nice list or were there customers on the, there, oh, I don't did they know. have some customers on I the naughty list? They were all on I'm, the nice I'm list. Just I didn't pay that much attention to were, it. Yeah, but one of nice. the, um, one of the lines they have on their website that I just loved, it says, we love literature and paper and interesting conversations. And we believe a life enriched by books is the very best kind of life. Hmm, and I agree cool. with that. I do too. I do too. So yeah, well organized, really fun. You all know we've, we say it anytime we're talking about books. Normally we prefer an independent bookstore to That's go support. Right. So this one was no exception. So, so fun. If y'all go in there, tell them Still Magnolia sent ya. Okay. Well, it was really nice to see that uh, their Main Street also had Rayanne's Christian Bookstore because we don't have a Christian bookstore I know. to pop into. I mean, specifically a Christian bookstore right. anymore. Yeah. And so that was really nice. And it they really had was. also a lot of gifts and um cute ideas for children and adults and yeah yeah, I just hadn't been in one lately and it was a nice refresher because our Lifeway Books is now a Duluth trading company (laughs) so there's it's hard to find Christian bookstores and I love to touch things instead of just looking online so for sure yeah as I pack up things I'm shipping back after Black Friday (laughs) one of the things I ordered was a mascara that I thought was full size for a good price it's a trial tester that kind of stuff See, happens to me this all is the why time I need to go in the store well I was about to say that happens to me a lot on my grocery orders <laughs> when I because I always do the click list for Kroger and I'm like oh yeah I get that size it's you know I didn't that's know a great it, price it, well no wonder it's a great price yeah, it's it, a trial size <laughs> well anyhow one of my other favorite stores was the Firefly yes it was such a cute shop of I love those gift shops that have books and candles and yeah. little nicky neck things, which I don't need, but love. It would be really difficult 
and you wouldn't think so, but I think it would be that to curate a good collection for a gift store, like oh, to really bring in it. good variety. You could, you could, because you just did it on your, on the previous gift lists that we've done. So. Oh, I thought you were going to say you did it in your living room or something because of like things, <laughs> little things. <laughs> but you know, like to where you're not walking in going, oh, okay, this is like a rifle and paper company store. Yeah. No, like they might have that, but yeah. then they have a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I just think that would be difficult to really look like you've got true variety. And, and I to thought have they some did. variety of things you don't see in every other yeah. gift shop. Yeah. I liked Relish. That was oh. the store that had the coffee bar in, in the, back. the back. Yes. Yeah. So this if was. If you're a cook or an entertainer, yes. don't miss this one. Yeah. I mean, gift items again, but like. Um, I don't know, like really good coffee, accessories, beverages, you know, yeah. just, um, yeah, just really good and stuff And obviously the some of the good kitchen stuff, the La Crusade, you know that's not going to be cheap. Right. But then I thought several things in there were reasonably priced. Yeah. I did so, too. Yeah. I did too. Yeah. What was the, did we find some, like, little, was that the, the store we found those little square dishes in? I liked that spoon rest holder. It was yeah, like a, a that container that held four of them. So everybody, if you're having soup. I think soup, it was $23. Is that how you would do that? Like that's for like if you're serving soup? If you're, yeah, well, it could be for a number of things. You could actually even use it. I was thinking you could use it if four people were having tea. They could put their tea bags oh. on it. Or you could do it if everybody was having um, yeah. soup or something. Or in Thanksgiving, if there's just a lot of serving spoons that are going to have gunkity yeah. gunk yeah you could have four of them that would be anyway any i should have bought that because that was I darling know. that was really good that was really well priced but we didn't so um <laughs> there was a lot of cute things in there so, so yeah if you love cooking or entertaining or you just want to be more comfortable in your kitchen they got what you need yeah that was relish relish and then imagination emporium well, the, the name alone. I how mean, cute is that? For even a toy if you store? don't have kids, it's fun to walk into a cool downtown, small town downtown toy store. And at Christmas time, are you kidding me? Yeah, they have all kinds of toys, and I would say I do walk into a fair amount of toy stores. Not because we have a lot, but if I ever see one, I go in. Yeah, because yeah. you know. Well, this one's two stories. It's that's definitely. <laughs> I didn't expect that. I didn't either. We didn't even make it to the second story, but yeah talk about stuff you have to see and touch a lot of times for like gifts for kids yeah. and stuff you're like is this a big complicated set or is this cheap or is this you know yeah. they and have, they had some things I haven't seen before exactly which is nice exactly obviously they have the Legos they have all that but very nostalgic stuff uh yeah it didn't feel like the Walmart aisle at all which yeah. is just so fun to go see whimsical sorts of toys well, one of the things I noticed, I kind of have alluded to already, was just the specialty shops you see in an area where hunting is prevalent. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we mentioned that we went in one store that, I think that was Kevin's Fine Outdoor Gear and Apparel, that had, yeah, like the yeah. cool um, clothing and tablewares. But then on another side, they had literally, you know, rifles, knives, yeah, all the things you could need for a hunt. Yeah. And then the owners and staff literally can provide expert direction in planning and outfitting for your perfect hunt, whatever it is you're hunting or fishing for. So wow. 
That's helpful. I felt like a bit of an imposter in there not being a hunter myself, but wanting to dress like them. Like, especially that one staff that we... Mem- or oh, she was in riding pants and a little and her hat vest. And, her, and I'm I was like, like, I would look cute in that, I want to wear that, even though I'm not going to... Exactly. <laughs> I want to wear that without a gun. Yes. That's so Felt funny. like a little bit of an imposter, but that's okay. But I also saw um, in some of the things you would see in the downtown area, the Hardin's taxidermy... Okay, well, that's because if yeah. I catch a quail and yeah, want to stuff it for the library, that's not just they can take care of that domesticated dogs and cats. Yeah, that's because they have a population that needs more taxidermy. Yep. Um, Hubbard's Country Meat Market and Herd and Passel can take care of your deer processing and all of the. Wow. They also sell the meat products. There was a bait and tackle shop, so just those kinds of things that you would see. Yeah. In a hunting town. Yes. I'm so, 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 so glad that we made a point to drive out to a plantation, right? We didn't know if we were going to have time to do this, but we drove out to Pebble Hill Plantation and y'all, it was so worth it. So only thing was, is we didn't have time to tour it. And now I'm like, you know, really taking yourself. Well, it's gorgeous. The whole property, it's 3000 acres it was changed from a working farm into a winter home and shooting plantation um, for the Hannah family of Cleveland, Ohio in the late 1800s. And I just think you could tell it had been a hunting yes. property. We saw the the dog, ho- uh, dog houses in areas where the dogs would be kept. Yep, exactly. We saw the horse barns, which were so nice. I'm not so sure I couldn't do just a little renovation and live in there myself. <laughs> you actually at first were like, oh, I could live in that one. We're like, that's even the boiler room. Oh, like, I, I think mean, that was the boiler with, room, but really? the windows were stunning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, look at this. I'm flipping through a magazine right now that we picked up there to show Lainey just the open staircase. It. It says, Nostalgia is front and center with Pebble Hill Plantation's holidays. And this staircase puts our governor's residence to shame, almost, honestly. I mean, it's gorgeous. So, yeah, they've got events that happen out there around this time. But, I mean, I'm talking even if you weren't at Christmas time. This would be an incredibly beautiful place to visit. In fact, while we were there, Lainey, I don't know if I should even tell you this. They had, did you see the event that happened the night that we were there? We wouldn't have been able to go to this, but did you? No, and I'm like already have an ugly face. (laughs) What did we miss? Um, Pebble Hills Plantations Yuletide Season Wreath Design Workshop. Oh my gosh. Would that not be so fun? Their lead horticulturist and floral designer leads participants in creating their own beautiful holiday wreath from natural natural materials that is cool and i'm sure it was in like a really beautiful you know room or oh you know and i was thinking i would love to have even just seen the art in this residence Mm -hmm. because you could see just everything pointed to you know they had like this I took a picture of this little statue of like a hunting dog. Oh my gosh! That they had tied a Christmas bow on. It was so and precious. It was like I a little thought, pointer or something. Yeah, yeah. So and so I just thought, oh, don't you know they have gorgeous art of mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. hunt scenes and you betcha, you well, betcha. They have uh, self guided tours. They have you know actual more formal tours inside the property. But yeah. But even if you had to do it the way we did to just even go drive over there, appreciate the grounds, you know, 
do that even. Just yeah. You get, if you're like that. us and you only get 24 hours, even that's something. We were going to call this episode Thomasville, Georgia. I think we're now going to call it We'll Be Back, Thomasville. Oh, How I about like that. Because like just that. everything is pointing to we need to come back. They actually have a really fun sounding event in February, which is going to be their 35th annual antiques show. Oh, February. yeah. They're known for antiques. So yeah. we saw some antique shops there uh, on the main street. Yeah. So well, that's just a couple months away. But if somebody's looking for something in the winter to go do that's february 22nd to 25th and since we saw palm trees clearly it's much warmer there in february than it's going to be here Mm -hmm. you could probably twist my arm to go back in february (laughs) well one of the things i knew i wanted to see in thomasville was their big oak oh my goodness i almost forgot about the big oak what no i wouldn't let you forget that it is a must wow yes and it's Thomasville's oldest and most cherished natural landmark. It's a live oak tree, and they believe it began growing in 1685. Hard. I just, I can't. I I know. I can't. can't, It has a limb span of over 165 feet, a trunk circumference of over 26 feet. And yeah, I love to, this is something, um, I did not read this, Laura Beth, on this Thomasville site, but I did see this was on here. Okay. About the fern that grows out of the branches. Laura oh. Beth said, Laney, you're so smart. I'm not. I just read a lot. Well, but you retain it and then you you recognize it when you see it. They have that uh, fern that grows out of the branches. It doesn't hurt the tree or anything, but... When it's had rain, it looks real lush and green, and that's how this one looked. It did look so lush. But then when we were over at Pebble Creek Plantation, I showed you one that hasn't had rain. Right. And it looked gray and crunchy. Yeah. But this, when this fern that's growing gets good water, it bounces back, so they call it resurrection fern. I love that so much. And so, anyhow... This oak tree is something, just don't miss it. No, Obviously, not at all. a tree of this age and frailty, you can't climb on it, but you can. No, but it's literally at the touch corner. Touch it, of take some pictures. It is. That you would, like, so you don't even have to, like, drive back on a big gravel road yeah, or anything to get it. It's really close to where you're going anyway. Uh huh. And yeah, it's very accessible. Yes, of course, we didn't climb on it. But, like, the Angel Oak, for instance, in Charleston on It's John's a ways Island, out. It's a ways out, and, like, they have it blocked pretty well. Like, yeah. Like, you can't even really get very close to it. You're you're close enough. I mean, yeah. you really don't need to be have any business, like, touching and, you know. But feel, this one, you can touch but, the fern and see yeah, what it feels like. Yeah. And, it was amazing. I've got some really pretty pictures I will definitely put up on Instagram to show you guys this week. Well, speaking of pictures, though, this is something we didn't know, and I wish we would have. They have an oak cam, and you just call this number, which you'd have to get on the Thomasville site, but you call this number, and it cues the camera, and that it takes your picture. Are you freaking kidding me? I'm not. Lainey, and why then did it, we not know this? And then it goes on their site where you can download it yourself to keep so it's really great if you've got a group of 20 yeah you just gather around the little sign that tells the facts yeah and it snaps That's... a picture of you and then it would go in the where's for us, the camera December like across 2023 the street? i guess 
Oh my goodness. I thought that was the cutest thing. So I was looking at other people's pictures that well, are on there. I guess we'll be putting up some random people's photos to show y'all how cute it is this week. we didn't do it. Because we didn't make wreaths and we didn't take an a angel cam photo or a oak cam photo. Is that what you Is that it? not hilarious? The oak cam. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was a miss. I mean, we did get some pretty ones though of us. Well, and I got tickled because there was one group that clearly didn't know exactly where to stand. <laughs> so they're right up by the trunk and you can only see like two or three of them. You can barely see they weren't standing in the right spot. But Oh my gosh, I bet they've got a whole page of like bloopers. <laughs> the candid shots that went wrong. Yeah. So, so fun. For uh, next time, we'll hit the, the special cam. Wow. Well... Thomasville, we're coming back for you. Absolutely. You have won our hearts. You're Spanish moss, really. It had my heart already, I but. Know, especially at night when you see it and it just looks so mysterious. It's and... so mysterious. Yeah. It is so special. Yeah. So, really grateful to have gotten to go down there and to meet the wonderful people. So many kind people, as we would expect. Southern hospitality show showing out in Thomasville. Okay, guys, we have, I believe, one more episode for y'all this year. It's already like I end, can't believe end of season December. five. Yeah, it's December. It's We usually do a season a year. So this is our fifth season and our fifth year. Yeah, so goodness. We've got one more episode. It'll probably be like a sister sh- chat, that's right? That's what we need to do is yeah. just chat about the season, chat about the year past and the year to come. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, y'all have a great week. Enjoy the time with your family and friends this wonderful season. Peace be with y'all.